Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 297 with Yana Hempler. How are you, Yana? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Now, before we start, um, we had a lovely chat just then. What's made you smile in the last seven days? Is there one thing you could put it down to that really put a big smile on your face? Oh, I'd have to say most likely it's the physical activity or the ability to be physically active again is what put a smile on my face because I just love the idea of being active and especially having other people join me for runs, you know, so I have this great group of people that I run with and I just love it. I, I, we are going to get along so well because I couldn't agree more. The, <clears throat> the freedom to be able to move your body and the luxury of being able to do it is, is such an amazing thing. And I know we'll talk about that and obviously 30 marathons in 30 days. And I really can't wait to dive into that, but do you want to paint the picture for the listeners a little bit um, about your upbringing background um, and how you got to where you are today? Right. So basically, I was not always an athletic person. Like I actually, as a kid, like up to grade six, I didn't really like sports. And I actually hated running as a kid. And I hated playing tag with the school kids. You know, I was one of the slower kids in the class too for running. So I was like one of the last kids to finish whenever we did the one kilometer run or whenever we did the three kilometer run. You know, I just, I just didn't like it very much. And I would always, you know, kind of feel like I'm sick even though I wasn't really sick but I just like would fake being sick to get out of running in gym class but then in uh, grade seven I got cut from the volleyball and the basketball team but the running team needed people so I was like well I guess I'm gonna have to join the running team even though I hate running just to see you know just to add some extracurricular points to my uh to my resume, if you want to call it that. I don't know if you understand what that means, you know, extracurricular activities when you have these different points for when you participate in different, you know, after school activities. Then, And that was why I decided to sign up for the cross-country running team. So I didn't really do it to enjoy it or anything like that. I was like, it's strictly a means to an end. And that was that. Right. So, so then, uh, that with that, with that, so it was probably a blessing that you, you, you know, you got cut from, you know, volleyball and the other sport because then you may not have, you know, fallen into something that you absolutely love today. That's exactly right. See, so I think that it was kind of like you know how they say that rejection is like redirection. So you're if you're being rejected, you're actually being redirected to something better. So maybe at that time I didn't realize that, but that rejection from the volleyball and the basketball team was actually redirection to something much better because uh i didn't do so well in my first year of cross-country running but then by the time i got to grade nine i was going to zones so i was really doing much better and i was and i actually like placed in zones too and then i went on to provincials in high school and i fell in love with running in a way that I never thought would be possible for me if you asked me that, say, when I was 11 or something like that, if I'd ever do this again, you know, or if I would ever do running. But uh, 
I'm just so happy that I fell into it sort of because I was rejected from the volleyball and the basketball team. And then I also ended up playing badminton in high school too. And I went to provincials for that as well. So not all is lost and I still got to do other sports, but uh, running was definitely my favorite. I, and I unfortunately I got- Sorry, Anna. Go oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I think that's really important because- it's really, you know, you stuck at something that you didn't enjoy. You were forced into it, but you made what could have been a negative into a positive. And now, you know, it's your passion in life. Is is that sort of the message that, you know, you try and tell people that, you know, you may not love it at the start, but you need to really give something a go to really judge it or to really see what it's like? Oh, absolutely. And especially something like running or actually any physical activity whatsoever, because typically when people first start a physical activity, they're typically not very good at it. And it's typically really hard. Like even when you look at weightlifting or CrossFit or any sport or even golf, especially golf, actually, I'm like the worst golfer in the world. <laughs> so am I. Don't worry. <laughs> You're not the only one. Oh, yeah. If there was actually like a golf tournament for the worst players in the world, I would be number one. <laughs> oh. But but I mean, you know, and so physical activity, it's always hard in the beginning, right? And a lot of people, unfortunately, give up before it gets good. And if they just stuck with it just a little bit longer and a little bit more, then it would actually be extremely good for them. Yeah. I, so so true and I'm sitting along nodding because I totally agree but it's it's sometimes easier to say that when you know we, we actually really like physical activity um to get a lot of people when you say that to them that they're like yeah but it's not for me uh I don't want to do that um like because at the end of the day you can't tell somebody how good it's going to be until they actually feel it um like it, it's a it's easier said than done sometimes Yana isn't it for sure it is. I mean, I'm just sort of just shutting off my phone to make sure it doesn't ring in the middle of this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but basically, yeah, it's it's definitely harder. You know, it's hard to start and it's hard to convince somebody that uh, it's going to get good sometimes because, like, when it comes to physical activity, it's not always going to be easy. And but it's always going to be worth it. That's what I always mm. want to say. Yeah, so true. It's a, it's like in life, not everything's easy, but uh, normally the most rewarding or best results come from those struggles or those hard times where you've had to physically push yourself to do something that probably could have been easier not to do. Absolutely. Or even mentally push yourself to do something that would have been easier not to do. I mean, like getting up at 5am to go work out, that's hard work. Getting yeah. up to go to work sometimes can be really hard too for a lot of people. Or getting up and starting a business can be hard. It's just like a lot of these things are really hard for people. And a lot of people, unfortunately, don't stick or along don't stick with something long enough to see the results. And that's where I want people, that's where I want to reinforce this uh, this whole idea that you know things will get better if you stick with them. Mm, so true. And then let's talk about something crazy. Uh I I enjoy running, but I don't love it. A marathon for a lot of people would scare the absolute bejeebas out of Yana, let alone doing 30 in 30 days. What made you do this? This is crazy. Like, where did this come from? I, I absolutely love it. And don't get me wrong. You're, you're a unique breed to be able to do that. That's so crazy. But where did this <laughs> idea come from? 
Well, basically, so let's go back to by a couple of years that led up to this thing, because I want to just like go back a few years, right? Okay. So going back a few years, that was when COVID started. So that was uh, 2020. COVID had just started. And I was booked to go to the Chicago Marathon in 2020. Like I was supposed to, you know, that was going to be my fourth major, my fourth marathon major. So that's like, you know, when you do this, when you're trying to do six marathons in different locations and they're like the six majors. So Boston, New York, Chicago, London, Tokyo and Berlin. Right. So I'd already done Boston in 2015. I had done New York in 2018. I did Berlin in 2019. And so Chicago was going to be my next one in 2020. But then COVID started. So then, you know, we had to work from home and uh, we had to basically stay home and not do anything. We weren't allowed to run in groups. And, you know, we had to mask up everywhere we went. So then I thought, oh, man, well, I have to take this vacation with my work and I have nothing to do. Like, I'm not <laughs> going anywhere. So... I need to do something because I'm going to be nuts just sitting here and not doing anything or just like sitting there and not traveling somewhere whenever I have vacation time. So I was like, hmm, what great charity needs our support the most? And also going back to 2019, one of my really good friends uh, was in the hospital for a few days with a really rare blood condition. So I thought, well, the hospital saved my friend's life. So I should do something for the hospital's foundation because they save lives and it's COVID time. So I wanna do something for them because they're gonna need more funding as the demand for hospital services grew. So that's why I picked the Victoria Hospitals Foundation is because they saved my friend's life. And, uh, and so I said, okay, I'm going to run 10 marathons in 10 days to try to raise $10,000 for the Victoria Hospitals Foundation. And then as word got out about it and the media started to respond to my, you know, my follow-ups with them about this whole thing, because I needed the media support to be able to raise the money because I can only ask my friends and family on Facebook so much before they just go, okay, unfollow, click. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. So, um, so that's why the media support came out. And then, and so then I ended up doing 12 marathons in 12 days in 2020. And that raised over $20,000 because this gentleman named Dennis Hoy, who unfortunately passed away before I got a chance to say thank you to him he was uh, watching my piece on the news and he decided to donate a really substantial amount just before his passing and he donated $25,000 so in the following wow. year I thought well I'm going to honor Dennis Hoy and I'm going to run 25 marathons in 25 days to raise even more money for the Victoria Hospitals Foundation to basically go big or go home sort of thing and hopefully that'll be that'll be keeping him in the memory and uh and then I thought well the round number is 30 
So I need to do 30 to make it a nice round number because 25 just seems not round enough. So <laughs> so I went with 30 and that's basically how it went to be. So there was like a couple of things that inspired me. It was the joy of being able to give to a local charity. And it was the joy of inspiring people to give and inspiring people to move that kept me going. So people were, you know, running with me for as much as they could they were doing, you know, some people came out for 4K, some people came out for 25K. There was a couple of people who ran their first marathon distance while they were running with me because we were just chit-chatting and time went by pretty quickly. So it was, so that was why I kept going with it. That's, uh, I, I absolutely love that. And service and, you know, giving in kindness is something that inspires people to go above and beyond. And essentially that's what you've done here, Yana, not only giving back to a beautiful cause in the hospital, but, you know, giving other people inspiration with your story as well. What, uh, obviously I couldn't imagine, you know, the pain that that must've gone through towards the end, like your body would have been hurting and things like that. What did you learn about yourself, um, from, doing that obviously you probably learned that you're bloody tough like not gonna lie there you know that you're mentally so resilient and you can keep pushing but was there anything else that you you know you really took out that you didn't know about yourself from doing 30 in 30 days right so the interesting thing that I've actually learned is that it's actually harder when you first start and like towards the end it actually gets easier too Really? And I know that a lot of people wouldn't <laughs> believe me, but oh, it don't. did. Like, <laughs> my, last, my last marathon of the 30 marathons was actually my fastest, if you can believe it, out of the 30 days. Wow. And it was actually the easiest. Like the last day was absolutely the easiest. And the first week was the hardest. And then, of course, there were some hard days mixed into it in the middle, too. Like, because you can't have every day be easier than the previous day. So it was like, you know, some days were awesome and I'd run a little bit faster. Other days were a bit of a slog and it was a bit difficult. And I had to really, you know, stare quitting in the face and be like, no, I'm not quitting. Not today. Not ever. I'm going to do it and I'm going to finish. Even if it takes me five and a half hours to do it, I will still do it. And so that's kind of what kept me going is just that so what i've learned about the human body is that the human body adapts to the pressures that it's being put through or the pressures that are being put upon it so the human body just keeps you know getting used to it and so i want to say that at the end of that i actually got really used to it and it got better overall and i know that it's kind of hard for some people to believe that that happened but it's like I've experienced it and I've also heard other people who have done consecutive marathons experience something similar and of course you know I had to learn how to eat more and consume more calories and uh, I learned that you know that no matter what burgers and pizza are still my favorite foods <laughs> <laughs> and you know recovery is very important but the fact that I was still able to work after each day of running was also a big plus for me as well. So I didn't really have to take any time off work as well for that. So it was awesome. Wow. So you, you were running a marathon and still working? Yes, I still worked uh, after that. <laughs> but my work is on the computer. So it's all good because I didn't have to be, 
I didn't have to stand or lift anything for work. I was just, uh, my, I work on the computer. So still to have that mental capacity after running a marathon, knowing you have to recover, working, going to sleep and then getting up and doing it again. That's so impressive. Do you think, I know we, when we talk about, you know, being accountable or, um, you know, not wanting to let somebody down, do you think that played a big part in it as well? You know, that you'd set a goal and that you wanted, you didn't want to let anyone down, I suppose, and you were doing it for such a good cause. Um, how much did that motivate you? That motivated me very much because, uh, I knew that I was honoring Dennis Hoy, which is a gentleman who passed away in the hospital when he was, while he was, you know, don't making a donation to my previous fundraiser. So I wanted to honor him and I didn't want to let him down if he is watching from above, if you can believe that. And I also didn't want to let the Victoria Hospitals Foundation down, as well as the media too, who were, you know, following my story and who were sharing my story. And I thought, well, I wouldn't want them to share the next thing being like, oh yeah, Yana quit at day 15 or <laughs> wasn't able to cut it on day 20 or something like that. And it's like, and also like for all the people who donated to my cause, they were, uh, they were supporting me. And, uh, and I had to make sure that I keep supporting them. Yeah. So, so true. And I, I love that. I think anybody doing anything, if you're doing it with somebody else or you're accountable, you're so much more inclined or likely to, you know, stick with it and get through it. So obviously you went from 12 to 30. Have you got something crazy planned for the future, Yana? Because that's normally, I've spoken to a few people that, you know, are crazy runners and it's like they just keep lifting the bar every single time and going higher and higher. Is, is this something you've got planned? Right. So I did think that and actually like, <laughs> so I will tell you something that in 2022, I was supposed to do something crazier than that. I was going to attempt to do the world record for females for most consecutive days running an ultra marathon distance. So the goal was to try to run 50 kilometers per day for more than at the time the record was 11 days. So I was trying to do 11 days. And, uh, but unfortunately, just before starting, I uh, got really, really sick. And I was unable to do it. And uh, like, I didn't even start, it was that bad. Like I had these really strange symptoms that came out of nowhere and, uh, I wasn't sure if I was ever going to be running again. And I had to take a lot of time off work and I had to take a lot of time off running. So between August, 2022 and December, 2022, I wasn't running. I wasn't able to think clearly. My brain was not working right. And uh, my body was not working right either. So like I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't able to stand up straight for more than 30 seconds and uh, they couldn't really figure out what exactly was causing this but it was just bizarre because every time I would get up I would get really really dizzy and uh, almost like everything was spinning and I couldn't figure out why and then my best position was laying down so I spent a lot of time laying down for uh, in those months and I wasn't sure what was going on and that actually brought on some depression and anxiety as well because I wasn't able to do physical activity for such a long time and I wasn't sure if it was ever going to get better. Wow. 
So fast forward six months, how are you going? Like, have you, obviously you seem quite good now. You're up and about on the podcast. So that's obviously a good sign. You're not laying down while you're doing this. Um, How have you recovered and how are you now? Right. So now I'm a lot better right now because uh, all the symptoms gradually disappeared. They did have to treat me for depression and anxiety because I really struggled with mental health too when this was all going on. If you can believe like anybody that's active that I've talked to, they said, I couldn't imagine going through what you went through because uh, that would have basically got just about anyone depressed and anxious because they weren't able to do the things that they love to do. And so for a while there, I literally watched my good life be ripped out from underneath me. And uh, that really, that was difficult for me. And uh, But then thankfully, in and the end of December, I started to feel a bit better. Like I was noticing that I was able to sit up better. And I was able, and then I started walking on the treadmill at my parents' place because I had to stay with my parents for the time that I was sick because I wasn't able to look after myself at all. So they were helping me out. And and I was just like, you know, on the treadmill, walking for 15 minutes, for 20 minutes. And I thought, how am I ever going to be able to get back to being able to run that far? And the record, well, I can forget about that for the next little while and just focus on recovery and focus on getting back to being able to run like I used to before. So then uh, so then January 16th is when I went back to working, but I went back to work part-time while still recovering. And over time, I noticed that I was able to walk a little bit longer on the treadmill. And then I was able to run a little bit on the treadmill. So then I started to run. And uh, lately, I've been back up to half marathon distance uh, for running. It's a bit slower than before, but at least I'm doing it. And that's what's more important for me is just to be able to do it. And it almost doesn't even matter how fast I'm running right now. What matters is that I'm able to do it and I'm back to full-time work now too, which is awesome. Love that. And I think exactly what you've just mentioned there, that just uh, when something's taken away from you, um, when you rely on that so severely, then and you you know you rely on it, but then when it's taken away, you actually realize, wow, this is something I need every single day. It must just be so liberating, Yana, every time you can run now that you get to do it again and that your body allows it. Oh, absolutely. It really, really made me appreciate, you know, everything that I have. Because I spent a month in the hospital. So that was uh, a lot longer than I'd wish for anybody to spend in the hospital. Because uh, it's just, it just felt like forever. And it felt like I was never getting out of there. So it was just, to be able to run now is completely liberating. and uh, And it's just making me realize, you know, how precious life is and how important it is and the important role that people who work in healthcare do in our lives and how much of an impact they can make on all of our lives. So that's why, you know, I really believe in continuing to support the Victoria Hospitals Foundation. So I have a slightly smaller goal now, which is to run 10 marathons in 10 days sometime in the next little while and also raise money for the Victoria Hospitals Foundation. 
I love that. I think that's brilliant. And I, not only that, yeah, where you came from, you know, obviously what you were trying to achieve, the the ultras, you know, that's an, a crazy thing. That's so much like the extra, was it about nine? No, the extra, yeah, 10 Ks a day adds up. And I, I couldn't, it's so much. So for where you are now, what you've gone through and the journey that you've come back for, um, you can probably relate to people that are going through really tough times or that they may struggle to exercise or move their body or different things like that. For for people that may be struggling that are listening or that are going through a really tough time, what advice would you give them from obviously your experience over the last 12 months? Oh man. Well, that's a, that's a really tough one to just give one piece of advice for, but uh, my advice is always just to try to look for the best, things that you still have appreciate all the little things that you've got appreciate everything and appreciate life is what I want to emphasize because you know unfortunately not everybody gets the chance to move their body but there's gotta be a way to move your body in a way that feels good for you and it doesn't necessarily have to be running you don't need to be an elite you don't need to be an Olympian you don't need to be the best you just have to go out there and just do the best that you can and just live your life with good intentions and just live your life with the belief that things will get better and that you will be better and that this too shall pass even the most difficult the most darkest times can pass and eventually you will come out of it on the other side and that's where all the good things are Oh, that's, that is great advice. If there's a bit of a, if there's a promo nugget from this podcast, Yana, that is exactly right. Because it may seem like if you're struggling at the moment or things are going not the way you want, um, they do get better. Like, and it sometimes it's hard to see. And I can imagine, you know, particularly that month when you're in the hospital, it would have been really hard to focus on the positives because I'm guessing there are more negatives and positives. But if you look deep enough, there are always positive things out there, like every day. Oh, absolutely. But yes, I agree that being in the hospital is difficult because I was mostly laying down while I was there. So I wasn't able to do anything, even though they had like a exercise room that was on the other side of the hallway. I still wasn't able to go in there because I was like getting dizzy every time I would get up. So it was difficult for me to watch other people, you know, going in there and exercising. And I was getting dizzy all the time. So that was... um, definitely you know really hard for me mentally to be able to deal with that but I do believe that you know that sometimes you just have to dig deep to try to find your strength and that's what it took to be able to find my strength is just digging deep and just trying to see that you know if I ever come out of this I'm gonna live differently I'm gonna do things differently I'm going to value my connections more than I value material things. I'm going to value life and I'm going to be proud of everything that I've gone through. And uh, hopefully that'll inspire other people who are listening to also be proud of everything that they've gone through and that they've overcome. Wow. Well, I, I think if they're not inspired, Yana, they will be after they hear this. So, um, where can people find you on your website, Instagram? Do you want to 
you know, direct people to exactly where they can find you to follow your journey and see what's coming up next. Because I can after these ten, I can guarantee there's going to be more. You, you've got that burning flame inside you, and I can guarantee you're going to just do some amazing things like you've already done. Oh, so basically, they can actually like go to my website. It's www.yanahempler.com, and that's where I blog about different fitness tips, running reviews, you know, event reviews, gear reviews. Um, I have different places that they can shop, you know, for running gear and fitness supplies and things like that. There's a bunch of my favorite links of all the things that I use for my journey. And uh, and yeah, I just want to help as many people as possible move their body in a safe way. So I provide a lot of advice in my blog for how people can safely learn to run and continue running or they can also follow me on instagram at y and i just post my daily sort of running activities and other things there so that's basically all i've got Perfect. Well, for listeners out there, this episode number 297, I'll have links for website, uh, for Instagram, where you can reach out and, and follow Yana's journey. Um, I think it makes people can relate to people's journey when they've gone through adversity or they've actually struggled or they've been at the top and then to get back where they want to, it's not just as easy. Um, and I know it shouldn't be that way, but a lot of time, if you run 30 marathons in 30 days, that's not the normal person, Yana. We, I can't relate to you because there's no way I could do that. But to see your struggles and your story and your journey and how positive you've been, um, that is inspiring. So, um, yeah, I, I really commend you on that. And thanks so much for sharing that with everybody today. It's been brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and an honor and a privilege to share with as many people as possible. Mm-hmm.